He is like a man which built an house and dig deep, and laid the foundation thereon. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. Luke chapter 6, verse 48. 620 Live, so that we may all speak boldly. Hey everybody, thank you for joining in with the 620 Live podcast and continuing our going over stress. Uh, Before we get started, I ask that you please all take the time right now to like, share, and subscribe. Really, really appreciate the subscribes and shares. It uh, lets us know that it's actually reaching people out there, so that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I want to, you know, thank everybody who has prayed for her mama. Uh, she is back home. She is still recovering. So we serve a very, very mighty and powerful God. And thank you, Jesus, for bringing her back and for her being on the road to recovery. We still ask that you, know, you definitely continue to keep her in your prayers as well as other ones, you know, dealing with whatever their situation is. You know, when you have a loved one or you're, you yourself are sick, it seems to, to add a lot of stress. And, you know, we've talked about stress, how it's not good for the heart, it's not good for the brain, it's not good for, you know, the, the wrinkles. You know, it's not good for lots of different things. And have you ever noticed that things really seem to happen all at once? Uh, Especially when you're going through something that's rough, it seems like things keep piling on. And I've often heard in my life, whenever you're doing what God wants you to do, whenever you're in His Word, whenever you're doing His ministry, telling others about Him, spreading His Word... The devil is going to attack. You know, he's not going to attack someone that isn't doing God's work. It's those that are doing God's work that the devil attacks, which it brings us into the uh, the trials and tribulations. Because, you know, I'm not saying we're anything like Job with, you know, the amount of wealth and all or that he had or what he went through losing his family and everything that he had. But... We are Job in our own ways because it does seem like things seem to compile, seem to snowball against you. And th- these verses have meant a lot to me, you know, and the things that are going on, you know, here. Um, but let's take a look at Luke chapter 6, verse 48. And it's a story that you know, we've all heard in our life, you know, especially those of us who have been in church a lot. And it's a story of the two builders. Now, you know, on the outskirts, we can say, oh, yeah, we definitely agree with the guy who had the rock, who built it on the cornerstone, who had the firm foundation. Oh, yeah, you know, that's straight up what we want to say to people, you know, if asked the question, which 
builder are you? I'd like to take this time to invite you to Sparks First Baptist Church in Sparks, Georgia. Sunday services begin at 9.30 a.m. with Sunday School, followed by morning worship service at 10.30 a.m., and evening service starts at 6 p.m. Wednesday services start at 7 p.m., and you can find these services if you're unable to attend on the Sparks First Baptist Church Facebook page. We would love to have you join us. My apologies for that. Uh, my smart device just wanted to start playing for some reason. So I do apologize for that abrupt uh, pause there. But, you know, back to the to the verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 48, and, and the whole builders thing. You know, when asked a question, we're going to go with what we know is the correct answer immediately without actually thinking about it. You know, and it's good that we get the correct answer, but my question is, are you actually doing the correct answer? And I want to take a look at these two builders here and and the stress level. You know, that's what I'm hoping to get to here in, in this podcast. The question is, which of these two builders are you? Again, one built their house on a rock, or on the rock. And the other builder built their house on the sand. You know, take a moment, pause the podcast, think about that, and then... Hit the resume or hit the play or unpause button, whichever one it is, because I want each of us to answer that, that, that particular question for us, you know, and we're going to go over the answer here and why. Now, let's, let's ask this. Do you build your own house or do you have someone build it for you? And this is strictly the physical house that I'm talking about here I, I do have some friends who are people who work in construction and they can build their own house given time I could mm, put one together I don't know how sturdy it would be but I could put one together um, but I could not run the electricity I can plug stuff in you know I can do some forms of plumbing but as far as like putting in windows, no clue. Putting in the door, no clue. So I would need some help. But that's really neither here nor there. Because if I was to build a house, I would pay someone that knew what they were doing in order to do it. I would remove that stress from my life. You know, which is what the majority of us do. Now, I want, it's more along the lines of where are you building your house? Not actually who is building your house. But when you go to pick out the place that you're going to put your house, 
do what what do you look for do you look for trees around do you look for you know how quick it would take you to get to the nearest city do you you know look at the neighborhood how many of you actually look at the foundation or do you let whoever is building your house work on that the foundation here, while we're physically talking about the house, this is more of a spiritual thing. So we want to ask, where do you build your spiritual life on? Now there's two options. You can build the spiritual house on the rock that is Jesus. Or you can build your spiritual house on the sands, like a, like a beach it you know, for um, a, a generic kind of location. But there's there's something here that I never really thought about until I was researching this particular verse, is that both of these builders can still both be saved. But let's, let's look at this um, and... See if we can uh, dig a little deeper and find a firmer foundation. You know, the wise man, like I said, there's these two men here. We have the wise man and the foolish man. And this, you know, goes out to the males and females of the world. Um, you know, but we have the wise man who comes to Christ, which is his salvation. He obeys the instruction and he listens to the instruction and obeys them. I got those a little out of order there. But his house is built on the foundation of Jesus, on the teachings of Jesus, and on the principles of Jesus. Now, let's let's look at the the coming to Christ or the salvation. Now, anyone can be saved. That the whenever they get feel that feel that tug in their heart, you know, whenever they realize that they are a sinner, that their eternal destination is hell. Whenever they feel Jesus talking to them, knocking at their door, and Anybody that that happens to can come to know Christ. That is when you really start building your foundation. You have the the cornerstone there, you know, but you want to continue your spiritual life, basing everything on the foundation, on the principles, and on the teachings of Jesus Christ, who is the best and only true foundation that you can actually build upon. Now, in, in our lives, we have, you know, read the Bible, we've heard preaching, we've listened to sermons, we've, you know, maybe some of us have read study guides or other books, you know. And I'm not saying that other books say like by Bob Goff or which I really enjoy listening to and reading I'm not saying that those shouldn't be read but in the in the end of the day we need to make sure that we focus and base everything off of Jesus Christ and off of the Bible we don't need to be 
reading self-help books that tell us how to be a better person because the Holy Bible gives us instructions on how to be a better person. We don't need to read a book on just letting our feelings go and opening our wings and soaring because the Bible tells us how to let the hardships and feelings go and how to spread our wings and how to witness. We don't need to read books upon this, upon that, without them having firm foundations on the Bible. Ones that reference biblical verses and back them up with, you know, notations with other verses. And you can tell that the book, that the author, you know, is basing everything off of biblical fact, not guessing, not hearsay, not, you know, innuendos, I guess. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't use that word. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, but we need to make sure that we're reading books, studying, you know, reading study guides, listening to podcasts, to sermons, where the base is on that of Jesus Christ and the teachings that can be found in the Bible. But that's not all, because while we can see these instructions, we can read these instructions, we can hear these instructions, you know, any way that you can absorb that information, absorb the instructions, that's only one of the steps. You know, we also need to obey them fully. That's right, O-B-E-Y, obey them fully, and I was... Begin to one like, is it with an E or an A? But um, hopefully I spelled that right. It's not always my strong suit. But we need to obey them. We need to, you know, be saved. We need to hear the instructions, read the instructions. And we also need to obey. And obey fully. There's a difference between obeying and partially obeying. Do you know what partial obedience is? You know, anybody who's listened to this or read my post on Facebook before know what partial obedience is. It's disobedience. Now, disobedience is a sin. If God wanted it done this way, he tells you he wants it done this way. And if you decide to do it another way, then it's still disobedience. Regardless of the fact that you still follow through with it, if you do not follow it the full on way that God tells you to do it, then you have been disobedient you know that's harsh but it's still the fact any lack of full-on obedience is disobedience and you don't want to have any part of the foundation of your house of your spiritual house you don't want any sand underneath you don't want anything that can crumble underneath it you don't want anything that will give way underneath it you want it firm you want it solid you want it unable to be moved you know and that's why we need to build and keep our foundation on Jesus Christ. We need to be wise in our spiritual life, our spiritual journey. Now, the other person here, the foolish person, the foolish man, decided that he would build his house on sand. Now, we, we have looked at the wise man and what he did, but the foolish man... You know, I saw the the place that I'm using to, 
get you know to do some research I, I use both google bible gateway and you know some other excuse me some other places but i personally believe that both of these people can be saved you know while the wise man builds on the firm rock and makes sure that there's you know nothing that can cause it to shake rattle and roll you know had to get you know, something like that in there. I bet you never heard that in a uh, <laughs> a biblical podcast before. You know, shake, rattle, and roll. But the foolish man, I believe, can still be saved. And while he has his house built on the rock, the foundation is not as sturdy as the wise man who is saved. The... The commentaries, you know, look at it like this, that the foolish man is not saved. But I believe that people can be saved and their foundation is still not solid because they get saved and then they never come back to church. They get saved and maybe they come to church, but they're not listening. They're not paying attention. They're not following up with things that, you know, Sunday school teacher has said or the devotion leader or you know, the, the pastor has said they, they're just going there and going through the motions. Now, while we look at that and, you know, identify those people as mostly lost or, you know, pretend Christians, I believe that, you know, real Christians can be this way because we have a tendency to get complacent. You know, we build our house upon a, a shaky rock. You know, rock that has a crack in it or, you know, something along those lines for, you know, uh, trying to, to describe it here. But the thing is that they can firm up their foundation by going to church and actually listening and hearing and paying attention. You know, it's hard for me to take notes in church because, you know... I have to, you know, type them down and, you know, I don't want to be a distraction to others, but I could still do it. You know, it, like I said, it is a bit more difficult, but it could be done, you know, and that's what, you know, us going into church or listening to sermons on the computer or in a podcast, you know, we, we need to take notes, go back and reference it, use it, you know, apply it to our life. And, you know, this foolish man who built his house upon this shaky rock can firm up his foundation by doing this, by following up, you know, um, by going, by doing more than just going through the motions. Instead, you know, actually living the life, studying, applying, obeying. And through all of this, that foundation that is shaky can be certified strengthened yeah strengthen is a better word i don't even think certified is is a word um huh maybe i'll make it a word if i can you know the the foolish person like i said has built their house but they haven't built it fully on christ they still want to try to do some of it their self uh their foundation is not as sturdy as it needs to be or as sturdy as it can be um and whenever you know the storms of life come through let's look at both of these houses the one that is built firmly and solidly on the rock of christ as the foundation 
will stand the test of time. Like Job, they may lose the actual, the physical house, but the spiritual house is still built on that firm, solid rock of Christ. Now, as far as the foolish person goes here, the storms of life come, they, their house, you know, may be destroyed, it may be blown completely, they may lose their the weak foundation that they had, but if this foolish person will continue following Christ and studying and building, they build up and firm up that foundation so they join into the wise person group. Now, if the foolish person decides that, you know, lets the storm of life just throw them here and there and, you know, all over the place, then they have not studied and grown closer to God and their spiritual house is shaken with every whim of the earth and they're easily swayed. You know, and as I get closer to the end of this podcast here, you know, Hopefully I have helped you out a little bit, helped you understand a little bit more, uh, you know, give you at least food for thought. And, you know, I want to leave you with this question. Which of these two people are you? The zombie apocalypse has come. And all the years of me needing to lose weight, now it is a must for my survival. Join me by following Zombie Diaries to track my progress. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, it means a lot to me. I just ask that you please like, share, rate, review, and if you want to keep up with each and every one of the podcasts, be sure to subscribe as well. You can visit us on the web at www.620lifepodcast.com. Again, that's www.620lifepodcast.com.